This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we explore strategies and solutions for building happier lives. Every 10th episode is a very special episode, and this is episode 340. So for this week, we're doing an Ask Us Anything. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am, yet again, right here in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, The Sage. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretch, I think we have a question today about how I got that nickname from you. Ooh, foreshadowing. (laughs) Now, before we launch in, a quick update. In episode 339, we talked about an idea for using helium balloons shaped Mm. like champagne bottles to make an occasion more festive. However, we heard from several listeners who pointed out why this is not the greatest idea. Yes, and Virginie, who's a wildlife ecologist, summed it up by saying they can kill terrestrial and aquatic animals by starvation or entanglement, can cause power outages, and deplete the finite sources of helium. So that made us think twice about the helium balloons. Indeed. So we are on the hunt for more good ideas for easy ways to make an occasion more festive and how to add that note of whimsy. And now let's get to it, our very special episode. Yes, we thank you so much to all the listeners who sent in questions. It was so fun um, to read through them. Uh, And the first one comes from Alexandra, who writes, Can you explain the process of preparing a typical podcast, especially outlining some of the challenges, hiccups, and or surprises that have happened in making a podcast or a particular episode? What do you both know about doing a podcast that you had no idea about before you did one? Well, we knew nothing about doing a podcast right. <laughs> before we started, so it was a very yeah. steep learning curve, I would say, Elizabeth. Yes, yes, we have learned a lot. Yes. 
I do have a podcast manifesto, which I, I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode if you want to see that. We've added to it since I, I did the, the original one. But Elizabeth, when we look back on like the big hiccups and challenges, in the past, we had a really big problem with delay. Yes. Because since I'm in New York and you're in L.A., that used to be a real issue for us. But knock on wood, I mean, I hate to jinx it by saying that we haven't had that issue in a long time. For the most part, we haven't had that. Yes, that that's a big improvement. Gretchen, my biggest surprise about podcasting, which was a pleasant surprise, is how much interaction we have with yes. listeners. Yes. We did not anticipate that at all. Yeah, and that has been really fun, and it really keeps our podcast alive and growing and evolving. So that's really great. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We used to not even have an update section. We never, we didn't anticipate doing deep dives. We never had thought we would do collections. Like we have the collections uh, for memorial services and for and wedding readings. We have all these things, and then so many hacks. I mean, I think hacks yes. came out of. Because people were sending us suggestions. We're like, these are too good not to share. Yeah, so that has probably been, I think you're right. I think that has been the biggest thing, the biggest surprise, and such a pleasant surprise. And then as for preparing for a typical podcast, do you want to explain that a bit? Yeah, so I keep kind of a running big log of notes. And so whenever I have an idea, I put it in this proper segment. It's a try this at home idea. It's a hack idea. It's a know yourself better question. If you have ideas, you will often mention them to me or send them to me and I add them to the master list. And then every weekend we will talk through, we don't write it out and we don't rehearse it, but we do go over all the major points that we intend to make so that we remember and so that we we know that we have something yes. to say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We ask ourselves, is this interesting? Is this yeah. relevant? Do we have an opinion, um, yeah. especially you, since you're the expert? Is there interesting research? Yeah. Yeah, and then every week, we used to record two episodes at a time, but once the pandemic started and we were recording, you've always recorded from home, Elizabeth, but I started recording from home. Um, we started doing it week to week. So now we'll plan it and then record it and then release it in the same yes. week. Which we love because it makes it even more of the moment, yes. recording it every week. So that's yes. been a big improvement. Yes. It feels very fresh in our minds. Yes. And it's, we're responding to things that are very recent. And then, of course, Chuck spends a day fixing all of our gaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking out the ums and the ahs and the likes and the you knows. <laughs> yes. That's a big job. Now, Elizabeth, the next question is from Connie. It's for you, related to Fantasy Island. What is the significance of the upside-down letter A in the word island? Okay, so Connie is referring to the logo of the show. Yeah. And that is, it, it's just to tell the viewer that there's something different about this mm-hmm. island. That something is, you know, is not what it seems. Yeah. And that logo actually came out of the Fox marketing department months before we aired. They showed us this logo and we all just fell in love with it. So yeah. then we used it on the show. It doesn't always happen that way. But they had just done such a beautiful job that we said, hey, let's use that. Interesting. Yeah. Now, Holly writes, which happiness hack has impacted you both the most? Well, that's hard because we've had hundreds at this point. (laughs) I would say for me, it's the one-minute rule. 
If I can do something without delay to just go ahead and do it, because I feel like I, I just sweep those minor tasks out of my way. And I've heard, we've heard from a lot of people that that's a really helpful one. I think for me, that, that might be one of the top ones. Gretch, I think mine um, is one that comes from you, which is to give warm hellos and goodbyes. Like when oh, you yeah. come in and go out, I don't always remember to do it, but it really is nice to greet your family or your friends mm-hmm. or your coworkers in an yeah. enthusiastic, focused manner rather than just coming in and not saying hello. Yeah, just like Seems grunting. obvious. <laughs> Yes, but it really does make the atmosphere so much more attentive and warm. Yes. Yes. And it's it was good for me to remember that on Fantasy Island when I was entering and exiting a lot. Yeah. Different groups yeah. of people. Yeah. Okay. This next question comes from Sally. She says, I know your parents wish to remain private, but they feel very much a part of the podcast. I love hearing the little snippets about them. Question. In what ways are you similar to your parents and in what ways are you different? Mm, oh, this is and, an interesting question. Yes. And and yes, we have asked our parents to be on the podcast. They do not want to be on the podcast. And part of being a happier podcast is you do not. Happiness bully that I am, I do not bully my <laughs> our parents into that. Neither will Elizabeth. Yes. So I would say, don't you think, Elizabeth, one way that we're both alike in the way that we are different from our father is that our father is very athletic. Yes. He's very skillful in many sports, and he's very fit and loves to work out. And yes. we work out, but we are not we are not skillful athletes. No, we do it because we have to, not because we enjoy it. Yeah, and we don't. I have like negative z- eye hand coordination. We're yeah. both left handed. I'm like Same. maybe it's because we're left handed. <laughs> yes, but I I think there are many gifted athletes who are left handed. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And another way that we are similar in how we're different is that our mom does everything, and we have talked about this. Yes. She does everything so beautifully yes. in our, her home, and she has amazing taste. I mean, to us, our mom is the arbiter of taste, period. Yes. Yeah. I mean, example being that, like, she got a necklace, and then I bought a necklace, and then Eliza got, got Eliza the, the necklace, yeah, and then and- I got another ne- you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, if she says it's good, we're like, yes. it's good. Yes. I often, I bought a pair of pants. That was the pair of pants that she had. You bought a pair of shoes because it was a pair of shoes she had. She has a tremendous discernment. Yes. And we admire it. And I think we both, like my fantasy self is that, you know, but we don't have that touch. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know. Yeah. It's interesting. We recognize it, but it do, it doesn't it doesn't come from within us. No, but we we admire it. I think she was so good at it. Maybe we didn't need to develop it, you know, growing mm. up. And now uh, no, we're. I don't think that's it. It's just our genes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but we appreciate it in her. Yes. But in a way that I think we're very much like our parents and like each other, and they are like each other as well, is that we're not drama seekers. I think we're all practical and straightforward. There's not a lot of undertones or hidden agendas or or, or people uh, just not being upfront about what they think and what they want and what the deal is. So that that makes it easier for us. Yes. And then also, you know, I think mom and dad very much have the idea you should like what you do in life. Yes. 
Yes. And that's something we really got from them. Yes. And that and to take risks, I think also. Yes. I mean, dad took a lot of big risks. Yes. Which mom very much supported. And so I think we both are the same way. We we yes. like to put ourselves out there even yeah. if we know it could be a big flop. Yes. Yeah, and they're very supportive risks, which as a parent, I really respect much more than ever <laughs> because you realize how much you want your children to be safe. And one way that people try to keep their children safe is to have them not take risks or yes. put themselves in the path of failure or disappointment. And they've always been very supportive and we've taken risks. I mean, I think it's a, we all have very similar values mm-hmm. Yeah, as a family. Um, and we all like to read. I mean, we all like to read. Yes. Which is, I just think about our beach, you know, when we would go on vacation when we were young, it would just be like all four of us yeah. on the beach reading. Like yeah. we never body surf. It never occurred yeah. to me to body surf or do no. something like that. We, yeah. Well, we that's would part just, of being, not having the athletic. Yes. <laughs> so we would all be stretched out reading. And in that way, we're very much alike. Okay. Oh, Lori has an interesting question. How do you make it easier or happier to do important and necessary tasks that are just not fun to do? Well, Lori, this is a million dollar question (laughs) because everybody is always like, oh my gosh, how do I get myself to do these things that I don't want to do? For me, I do it first thing in the morning. I'm a real morning person. And if there's something that's really tough for me or that I'm dreading, I will say to myself, okay, I'm going to wake up and do that first thing. And then I, I've got peak energy and focus, and then I get it off my plate for the rest of the day. So that's what I do. How about you, Elizabeth? For me, I think this is a lot of the reason I love having a writing partner, Sarah, and my mm-hmm. co-host of Happier in Hollywood, because to me, it's easier to do hard things with someone else. And yes. a, lo- a lot of the hard things I have to do are work-related. Yeah. So it's just easier for me to do them with Sarah, and we can buckle down together and grind yeah. it out. And I think that's why I actually do better with getting work things done than personal things done. Because Mm. Sarah, like me, wants to get it done. Mm -hmm. So um, I have someone there to get me going. And it's not even always just that, like, you're splitting tasks. It's almost like the mental load. Yes. Like, you have a partner, like, somebody who's like, oh, yeah, this is terrible, but let's get it done today or whatever. Yeah. And Gretchen, um, just... Talking about how it's just doing something and getting it done first thing, it reminds me of um, in Happier in Hollywood, we just talked about how actually writing is easier than not writing, meaning Mm. stewing about something. You say the stewing is worse than the doing. Mm -hmm. It's like thinking about it, dreading it is more painful than just doing it. Yes. But, you know, you have to learn that lesson almost daily, at least I do. (laughs) It's one of those that... Yeah. That you just have to keep learning. But it really is true. Just doing the hard thing is actually easier than not doing the hard thing. But I just went through this this morning where I had this complicated email to write. And I was like, no, I'm going to put it off. And then, I, and then I'm like, no, it'll just be easier to just go ahead and answer it right now. than it will be to like keep thinking about it during the day and like fussing yes. with it. Just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. The stewing is worse than the doing. Peter asks, Elizabeth, how did you get into TV writing? Coming from Kansas City, I'm guessing you didn't have any great connections or background in Hollywood. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, Gretch, I mean, I didn't even consider there were people who wrote TV. You know, right. I just I just thought it appeared. I, yeah. I knew nothing <laughs> about television. Yeah. 
But as I graduated from college, really, is when I sort of figured out that was a job. And then it was funny, Gretchen, because I was home for Christmas um, one year, a few years after I graduated from college, and Sarah was home. Sarah Fain, who is my writing partner and my co-host of Happier in Hollywood, and she was moving to L.A., and we met to have beers at a place called The Point. And I remember like beer one, I was like, oh, I'm going to come visit you, but I'm going to stay like three weeks. And then beer, you know, end of beer two, I was said, I'm moving. Yeah. You were in New York I, at the time. I was living in New York. I came home. I told mom and dad, like I woke up at like 6 a.m., walked downstairs and yes. announced to mom and dad I was moving to Los Angeles. No, and I was there. I was yes, there because I was home, home for, for Christmas, Christmas too. And I remember you being in your robe, holding a cup of coffee and being like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yes. And everyone was just like, what? And meanwhile, I less than two months later, Sarah and I were living on a little in a little beach house uh, in Santa Monica. So. It wasn't talk about taking a risk and like oh changing your life on a dime. I mean, you were packed up out of your apartment in L.A. Yeah, and so that and and, the, and now Sarah and I didn't intend to be writing partners. That came about organically, but we had one really important connection, which we didn't even know, you know, when we moved there, how valuable it would be. But our friend Todd, who we ran the high school newspaper with, he was an agent mm. in LA, and he was like the only person we knew. But he, although he was an agent for movie writers, he introduced us to our first agent who was a TV lit agent. And basically she told us what to do and it took a while, but we did it um, and it worked out. So we were extremely lucky that the one person we knew mm -hmm. was the right person to know. Yeah. And he wasn't particularly powerful. It's just he was in the right spot. And it's also that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like yes. maybe somebody else would have crossed your path. But it was nice that it was somebody who, yes. you, who you knew and trusted. Yes. So that's how it happened. And we've never looked back. Coming up, we'll talk about how Elizabeth got her Sister the Sage nickname. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team 
and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Elizabeth. Maddie asks, how did Elizabeth earn her sister this age moniker? She's obviously said some wise things on the podcast, but what is her origin story? Well, first of all, Gretchen, I don't know that I feel worthy of that name. Mm. It was fun. I went to a dinner party and uh, my friend Jessica like wrote a name card that said the sage. And I was like, is this supposed to be me? And she's like, of course. <laughs> Who else is the sage? I was like, I don't feel like I'm the sage. <laughs> Well, I call you my sister, the sage, because you would just drop these pearls of wisdom without even noticing it. And, you know, one of my things is when people say smart things, I write them down. And I just found myself repeating things over and over that you said, like, no one has an opinion until someone else has an opinion, or everything you've heard about LA is more true than you can possibly imagine, or people succeed in groups. I mean, I can keep going. In my book of aphorisms that I'm putting together, I have a whole section called My Sister the Sage, which is just like all the things that you've said. In fairness, I very well may not have, or, you know, originated many of those, but I picked them up too. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I think those, there are some where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can take the copyright on this, but I think those came from you in conversation. I always make a note when you're like, I don't know that I, I might be repeating this, but um, <laughs> but even to repeat something clever um, or something insightful is itself great and sage-like. So I call you my sister, the sage, because you are my, you are my sage. Well, thank you for that nickname. I appreciate yeah. it, even if I... Just have to try to live up to it. Try to live up to it, yeah. Okay, this comes from Liz. She says, Gretchen, I enjoy seeing the books you read every week. Do you ever read bestsellers? I rarely see them in your piles. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, well, if you want to see what I read every week, you can follow me Follow me at the hashtag Gretchen Rubin Reads, or you can sign up for a newsletter where I write about um, what I read every month. I like to read bestsellers. I just, I have a lot of things that I have to read. Like I read books for work and I'm reading My Summer of Virginia Wolf, and I have books that maybe we'll talk about on the podcast. And just, I, I feel like a lot of times I don't, you know, I would like to read them. I just, I don't get to them. So. Yes, I do the bestseller reading of the two of us. I, yeah. That's my jam. Diane asks, what strategies do you use for coming back from a disappointment or setback? What helps you to pick up and move on? Mm. Mm. We've had a lot of uh, yes. <laughs> experience with it. I remind myself that a strong voice repels as well as attracts, and that some of some people are not going to be enthusiastic about what I put out into the world, and that's okay, and I am not expecting that everybody will, and so that's just the way it goes. Yeah, and I try to remember if that you know if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Yes, that failing is part of uh, doing. 
Yes. You know, so it's okay to fail. And it means in a way you're doing something right. Right. Yeah. Enjoy the fun of failure. That was something. Yes. One, I try to keep a sense of humor about it and maybe poke fun of myself if I can about things like, oh, I passed out on live TV. Right. <laughs> Instead of feeling yes. like, oh, my gosh, I can't take this moment of failure. It's like, oh, maybe I can see the funny side of it. You know, I remember when Jamie was like, well, you know, it's kind of funny. Yes. I'll yes. post a link to the episode where I talked about that if anybody wants to hear me talk about that yeah. particular episode. It's, it makes it easier that we can turn her failures into content. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about having a podcast. Yeah, well, Nora Ephron's mother said to her, everything is copy. Ah, yeah. That's funny. Andy said, Elizabeth, I just started listening to Happier in Hollywood, and I realized that it's really more about the happier than the Hollywood. The things you and Sarah talk about apply to me, and I work in finance. In planning the podcast, do you try to find universals, or is it just that workplaces are more similar than I thought? Well, Andy, both. Starting the podcast, we said we want this to apply to everyone, not just people in Hollywood. It's just through the lens of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I think when we started, we did not realize how universal the workplace is. Mm -hmm. We thought a lot of things were specific to us, but then we would talk about them and hear back from people like, oh, it's just like that at my office. It's just mm -hmm. like that in my office. And mm -hmm. this might be from someone who's a forest ranger mm -hmm. or someone in advertising. You know, I right. mean, workplaces tend to be very similar. And we do, when we talk about, you know, okay, this is what we're going to talk about this week, the way you and I do for Happier, Sarah and I do for Happier in Hollywood, we do think, well, how might this apply to other people? Right. Because we want it to be interesting for everyone. And it's also, it's helpful for us to think about how it's universal because it makes us feel like, okay, we're dealing with this crazy thing, but we would be no matter what we were doing. Yes. So we didn't make a mistake in becoming TV writers. <laughs> right. That's just being alive and working. Right. Right. No, I think it is really fast. It's, I, I often think that in Hollywood, things are perhaps more exaggerated or they're accelerated. Mm, like you've both yes. been fired many times. Yes. Because that's something that happens a lot in Hollywood. Or you've changed work teams often because of just yes. the accelerated nature of it. But it's really the same thing. It's just accelerated or exaggerated. Yes, more dramatic, perhaps. Yes, very fitting for Hollywood. It's yes. all very high drama. <laughs> very high drama. Yeah. Elaine asks, what moment do you remember most at each other's weddings? Oh, well, that's yeah. sweet. Oh, I remember that Elizabeth, Eleanor was supposed to be the flower girl and walk down the aisle. And she, at the last minute, she decided she did not want to do that alone. So I, I ended up walking down the aisle, which I had not expected to do. <sighs> which is funny because I totally forgot that until you mentioned it. Yeah. She had like a little wand. Yes. Which is still in mom and dad's apartment. I just saw it the other, the oh, other yes. last visit. Yeah, they still On have top it. of the mirror, I saw yep. it too. And I remember your venue. You had this super cool venue, which you had no, you were so busy working on your first show running job, Women's Murder Club, that I went with mom to look at venues in Kansas I City. I we, we went all around and then we called you up and we're like, okay, well, this is where you're going to get married. And you're like, okay, great. Yes. <laughs> I thank goodness that you all did everything. I mean, I didn't even do a tasting. Mom did everything with your assistance. Yeah. When I, when, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. 
How about you, Elizabeth? Well, I remember one, actually, your rehearsal dinner because I yes. had to give a toast and I was so nervous. I mean, it was like probably the no- most nervous I've ever been in my life. Do you know that I was just thinking about you because for my summer of Virginia Woolf in Mrs. Dalloway on the first page, it says, what a lark, what a plunge. And you quoted that in your toast. It was yes, so I did. That is right. Yeah. And then I remember the pink lanterns you had mm. hanging. Um, thanks to mom. <laughs> yes. Thanks to mom's great abilities. Uh, you yeah. had this beautiful reception and yeah. the, uh, these pink lanterns hanging and they're so beautiful. It's so weird, Gretchen. I don't remember your ceremony at all. I mean, I've seen pictures, but I don't know. I guess I went to another space, but yeah. I don't remember it. But I remember everything else. Yeah. What a fun question to reflect yes. on. Yes. Coming up, we'll answer a question about our husbands, Adam and Jamie. But first, this break. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Elizabeth Ginger asked, you've mentioned your parents living in an apartment on the podcast. Did you and Elizabeth grow up in an apartment or in a house in Kansas City? We grew up in a house, a couple of different houses, but you live in an apartment now, and my dream is to move back to an apartment. I love (laughs) living in an apartment. Yeah, and our parents do live in an apartment, which is is fairly unusual in Kansas City, I would say. Yes, yes. Melissa writes, Gretchen, I remember way back when reading your first book where it all started that you described talking about your idea for the happiness project at a dinner party. A man was there who poo-pooed the idea and said something along the lines of how it would never amount to anything. I know living well is the best revenge and you would never dwell on the negative, but have you ever run into this person again? Did he eat his words and realize how wrong he got it? After all, you have started a movement with books, podcasts, newsletters, etc. Please tell me you have had a very small and very dignified gloat at some stage. Well, Melissa, thank you very much for your kind words. But alas, I have never crossed paths with that man again. And believe me, I would know it if I did because I remember him well. But no, I never got my moment of vindication. But I, I, I uh, maybe someday. New York, maybe yep. we'll run into each other again. I hope so. Elaine asks, what is the best gift you ever gave each other? Well, that one's easy for me, Gretchen. We've talked about it um, on the podcast before. My treadmill desk. Yes. You gave me a treadmill desk, and oh my gosh, it changed my life. Remember, I had to call and ask you, (laughs) do I have your permission to give you a treadmill desk? Because it's like a puppy. You can't just like send that. It was a great gift. And then another great gift, Gretchen, that you gave me was something you really bequeathed me, I guess I should say, which is this amazing pair of jeans you had. Mm-hmm. These Levi's that were like the traveling pants. Yes, jeans. magical. <laughs> they looked amazing on everyone. And I mean, I guess I just begged you for them and when I was in college and you let me have them, which was beyond generous. Well, I have to say, I do remember really feeling torn and then thinking it matters so much. And when you're when you're in college, I really should let her have them. But I remember it. So (laughs) I mean, they got so much use is all I can tell you. That's good. And for you, Elizabeth, you give me these very thoughtful T-shirts. Like I, because I'm obsessed now with the five senses, you gave me one about ketchup because I have a whole thing about ketchup and how magical ketchup is. You gave me one with a bluebird. You gave me one with like for Christmas that was a bluebird with a Santa hat. <laughs> you made the you made the very first upholder T-shirt. And stay tuned. We are going to have more tendency T-shirts to unveil soon, but you made the very first Upholder t-shirt and uh, sort of gave the idea for that. So I like all your, um, and I have a special place in my drawer where I keep all the ones that you gave me. Oh, nice. I have to make sure, I have to curate. I can't, it has to really be perfect. I still remember seeing that bluebird with the Santa hat on it in the store. Yeah. And just like beelining, like, oh, I must have this. Yes, yes. Okay, Connie says, would love to hear from Adam and Jamie. Any plans to have them unhappier? It would make your listeners happier. 
We would love to have them, but our, our dream is that we would all be together in one place. Yes. And that hasn't happened in a long time. We sort of got them to agree to it, and then yes. it just it didn't happen, and then COVID happened. And so we want to do it. Yes, I think we will definitely have them on at yeah. some point. I mean, for sure. How could we not? Yes, yes. Stay tuned for that. Danielle says, as a very passionate fan of The Office as well, Gretchen, I'm curious to know how you would define the tendencies of each character. Oh, Gretchen, I'm sure you've thought about this oh, a yes. lot. Okay, here we go. Pam is an obliger, though in real life, I know from reading her book and listening to The Office Ladies podcast, Jenna Fisher is an upholder, but Pam is an obliger. Jim is a questioner. Dwight is an upholder, and probably Angela is an upholder. You can't tell as well, but I think she's a she's an upholder. Stanley is a rebel, or he is a questioner who tips to rebel. I could argue either way. Creed is a rebel. Michael is an obliger. Oscar is a questioner. I think Daryl is a questioner, but again, I don't have enough evidence, but I think he's a questioner. Ryan, it's hard to tell. Again, probably questioner or rebel. If you have thoughts, please send them to me. Be sure to include examples to back up your theory. <laughs> I can throw down the office with anyone, and nothing mm -hmm. would give me more pleasure than reviewing scenes with people to um, try to do a four tendencies analysis. Oh, Gretchen, I know you love to talk about the office. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tricia says, I have a question for both of you. How do you document or catalog the important takeaways from books or articles you read? Do you type notes into a device as you come across something noteworthy, or do you handwrite your notes and keep notebooks? There are many times I read something that I think I might want to refer to later, but I have yet to come up with a cataloging system that works well for me. Well, Gretchen, I rarely do this, although I'll write something on the whiteboard or on a mm -hmm. post-it note and put it on my computer, but I don't have like a system. If I have an idea or something, I text myself, but I don't take notes as I read. But this mm. is a huge part of what you do. Yeah, I spend a lot of time doing this. So I have different documents, gigantic documents, where I will dump things into it. And taking notes while I read is, a, is a, a major thing that I do with my time. But I don't have an elaborate system of organizing them. For me, it works better to have like huge documents and then to search by word mm. for something that I'm looking for. And I actually find that the serendipity of finding Finding things clunkily actually yeah. helps my my insight and my imagination. So I, I don't fight that. I used to feel like I should try to have a much more sophisticated system of tagging. But then I actually realized that this works for me, at least at well, this point. Gretchen, what's amazing is your memory, because you'll remember that you want to find something. You know, you'll remember there was a quote, um, mm. and you'll have a notion of it, and you know to look for it. And that is like a superpower of yours. Well, I remember that much more than like things that actually happened to me. I'll be like, oh, I forgot we talked about that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, but that that quotation from G.K. Chesterton from that I read five years ago, that yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, remember in The Wire season two when... <laughs> Um, this happened. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the character said this, and I, it's amazing how you how you your memory works. Well, it's fun. Well, this was really fun to go over these questions. Thanks to oh, everybody gosh. who sent them in. Let us know if you have any additional questions or responses to what we said. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us a, an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 340 for everything related to this episode.
The resources for this week. Remember, I recently redesigned my free weekly newsletter, which more than a million people subscribe to. If you don't get it yet and you would like to, you can view a sample on my website and sign up at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter. Uh, each week, I share five things that are making me happier. I pose questions. I include updates and behind-the-scenes material, photos, all kinds of stuff. Also, if you listen to Happier and most other podcasts, you will hear us ask listeners to rate and review the show. That is because listeners really respect the views of other listeners. So rating and reviewing, assuming you have good things to say, really helps to get other people interested. It's easy to rate and review once you know what to do. And so for step-by-step instructions, um, look in the show notes, or you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash podcast hyphen subscription hyphen instructions and give yourself a gold star if you've already subscribed, rated, reviewed, or <laughs> recommended by word of mouth the show. It really is a big help to us. And what we're reading, Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am still reading Lady Parts by Deborah Copakin. What are you reading? I'm reading When You Trap a Tiger by Tay Keller. And that's it for this very special episode of Happier. Thanks for sending in your questions. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And I just said this, but I'll say it again. If you like the show, please rate and review us, and please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Well, listen, you know, a sister of the sage comment you've made to me that we've talked about so often on the podcast is this idea that any gift that's personalized seems so much more thoughtful. Yes. And I just got personalized gifts for Eliza and Eleanor, as a matter of fact. I started Ooh. my Christmas shopping. Oh, my gosh. You're on it, gold star. From the Onward Project.